Jim Rutherford has unzipped it. Although this time, he used a keyboard instead of his mouth. So, did he really unzip it at all? Well, here's a promise. You're listening to two guys who will never zip it. It's Bagsy and it's Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, and I'm back, baby. Thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team, every day subscribe or follow for free or on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts on today's show we're going to get into that letter that jim rutherford penciled to season ticket holders we're also going to get into my notes presented by that guy kyle baum but first i need to introduce him and ask him how he's doing kyle what's going on my man great start great energy you're sounding great bagsy i'm good i'm good after yesterday's solo performance it was tough not gonna lie haven't done that in a long time it was nice to shake off the cobwebs, but man, oh man, again, it was tough without you. I appreciate the job you do. I know the people do too. Speaking of the people, we'll get to the comments at the end of the show because we save the best for last. A couple more subscribers, the people coming in, we appreciate you. You're putting bacon on Trevor's plate, and you're possibly bailing this guy out of something really significant down the road. We'll get more into that later. We got to talk about the Canucks, right? It's not, it's not a you and I show. It's a Canucks show. That letter, man, that letter, I saw it. I don't want to be too nitpicky, but I got to say it again. I, I just I just didn't appreciate the design on it as well. I feel I feel as if the letter was kind of like Jim Rutherford actually designed the letter as well. It kind of looked like that as well. <laughs> again, let's not let's not go into the design too much. Talk about the letter. Talk about the words. Let's get into it because this is this is Canucks hockey, baby. And this is this is fascinating. Canucks hockey has yeah, something more fascinating than a 71 year old white dude writing a letter to <laughs> a bunch of rich people who can afford season tickets hey. but uh, that's beside the point so fascinating. Um, you know Jim Rutherford again so this letter actually usually comes from Francesco Aquilini so this was kind of an interesting oh yeah, yeah. On it to have Jim Rutherford write the letter to season ticket holders um, does it mean a bit more I was gonna say I probably meant a bit more at least Jim Rutherford has more insight uh, to what's going on than Aquilini, who, you know, mm-hmm. just thinks it's uh, the Cucks going to win the cup every single season, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, again, these letters have a lot of empty calorie stuff in them, apparently on the graphic design side and the writing side. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the most interesting things to come out with it was was this paragraph right here, where he, he I'll just read it out loud. Yeah, do it. We are currently the fifth youngest team in the league, and we believe in our core of elite players, Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, and Thatcher Demko are exceptional players who continue to elevate their game. We are equally excited about the emerging new players on our roster, which includes Andre Kuzmenko, Ilya Mikhaev, Ethan Bear, and the recently acquired Philip Peronik. This is a terrific base to build upon. So mm-hmm. again, you kind of mentioned those four core players that that made it up into the advertising that you talked about yesterday. You mentioned mm-hmm. Andre Kuzmenko, the fifth player to make it up there. And then he also, you know, mentioned three other guys, Mikhaev, Ethan Bear, and yeah. Philip Ronick. 
so what what do you think? I think this is Jim Rutherford's coming out and saying it. These are his favorite players on the Canucks <laughs> right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you agree with him on that? Um. Well, I guess so. I mean, the top four for sure. And you know, he mentioned the newer players. You know, he said what he had to say. I know some people really dove deep into the whole uh, notion that Besser wasn't recommend uh, mentioned once. I'm sorry, in the letter itself, but it, it is what it is. It's Brock Besser. He's been here for a while. I don't believe he's a big part of the core anymore. He has to prove it if he wants to get back in there, which I. I don't even know if it's uh, that big of a deal, to be honest. I think it's more fascinating how you mentioned that he was, you know, not a part of, like, the advertising campaign. You know, I, I, I am looking into to those things, for real. Those things, they don't mean too much, but they, they kind of do tell you a, a bit of the tale on how they feel about what could happen this offseason and who could be being swapped out. Because I said it yesterday, you don't want to waste real estate slash stickers slash, in this case, text on somebody who's not even going to be here next season right that letter it's an intimate thing it's full of promises right you, you got to keep the truth in there and yeah it's it's something that we talked about yesterday the solo episode is Brock Pester still going to be around uh, they also didn't mention Connor Garland as well which some people were not like up in arms about but they mentioned it as well it's like dude come on this team this team's a losing team you can't mention everyone it's obvious it's not it's not news it's obvious right right now yeah. I will say I will say he did say JT Miller continues to get better he mentioned that right he connected those two things do you because having an, an elite four like group group of four players like that it means it means a lot like that's significant there's a lot of points there there's a lot of again JT Miller Elias Pettersson both probably in Elias's cases you know top top five top 10 forward Miller top 30 top 40 do you think Miller ha has like two or three of these years left in him I mean I think so and I, I sure hope so uh, there was one uh, one part of uh, Don Lucision's 16 stats column on the Athletic, and he was kind of mentioning Miller, you know, with Boudreau and with Tockett. And I think with Boudreau, Miller's on pace for 70 points, but the defensive metrics were terrible. Like he's on the ice for 40% of goals, 42% mm. of expected goals. Under Tockett, this guy's I think 51% expected goals. So uh, you know, above average, not bad considering where he was early in the season. But he is on pace for over a hundred points mm -hmm. over a full eighty-two games based on his pace under Talkett. So, yeah, I, I do think JT Miller's got the drive, the competitive fire. Mm. Um, he's certainly looks like one of the best players on the ice right now. So, yeah, I think it's conceivable that he could do this for another two to three seasons. And the Canucks better hope he does <laughs> because that's their cup window. Probably won't even open up for two, maybe three seasons. Um, again, you hope with the with the star power and those other three core players you mentioned, Patterson, Hughes, and Demko, if all those three guys are three of the best of their positions in the NHL, Canucks could get there sooner rather than later. But you know, as we've seen across the NHL, it takes more than just you know three guys to uh, to yeah. win a Stanley Cup. No, 100 percent. And again, that's that's a good elite group of players. Again, if Miller can pull through, because I know I know for sure we're going to see it in uh, Elias or Elias and. Quinn Hughes, we're, we're going to get that right, by the way. We're, going into next season, we're going to learn how to spell, the, uh, pronounce the guy's name, okay? Quinn Hughes, Pedersen, Demko. I think we're pretty confident that they're going to be on their game next season for sure. And I, in Demko's case, like, come on, you got you got to be there in October, November if this team has a chance to do anything different. Miller, there's a bit of a question mark only because, you know, we get kind of caught up in the whole age thing. It's funny how, you know, you and I are turning 30. So I think Miller and Kyle Bowne and Trevor Beggs born in the same year, 1993. I think 
Is that the truth? There you go. So you and I can't be saying, you know, he's getting up there in age and he's out of shape and, you know, like his peak. Come on, bro. Come on. We can't doubt this guy. Come on. We try to do what this guy's trying to do. You know, for real, for real. Go JT Miller, you know, for real. Leave JT alone. Ever since we started doing that, look, look what happened. This guy's picking it up. Yeah, for true real. enough, man. You, for you real. should take credit for that. I, I did you have a take point. credit for that. I did have a point. Oh, a point I want to make, or it's more of a question. Okay, so we just listened to West Coast Express. Scott Rinsful, go check it out. A lot of, a lot of love there. A lot of, a lot of feeling when listening to that podcast. We're, we're starting to see empty seats at Rogers Arena now. You go on to next season. You talk about th- those four. Kuzmenko throw them in there. The, the Canucks have a recipe to be a really exciting team, don't they? Don't they? It, again, it, it all has to start in October, November, but. The feeling around this team can switch quick. Again, I'll say it for the third time, if October and November are good months for this team. Yeah, the Canucks have a really exciting team, right? Yeah, well, they're one of the top teams in goal scoring this season. I, I believe they've been hovering around top 10 all year long. They should still be there. Uh, it mainly comes on you know, playing defense and goaltending. And uh, another interesting stat from, I keep showing a Dom decision from the Athletic, but Shout another out. interesting stat from his column, uh, he, you know, Basically, the Canucks were expected to get above average goaltending with Demko this season. And instead, they've given up, you know, 40 to 45 goals more than they were expected to based on, you know, Demko's projection. You know, if the Canucks give up 40 to 45 fewer goals, they're going to be in the playoffs this, this season. Whoa. So, you know, we can, you know, again, it goes defense and goaltending both play into it. But just thinking about that, like if Demko played up to his potential, what he was expected to be based mm-hmm. on some of the analytical models out there. The Canucks would be a playoff team this season. Yeah, and again, October and November really matter. Next season really, really, really matters. Let's do it, man. For real, the sun's shining. 12 months from now, I just want I just want that opportunity to text you, right, around this time and ask you, yo, should we just grab a couple beers and watch the game? I guess we'd have to go to your crib because, you know, the family's getting bigger, but I want that feeling to happen, yo, for real. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, crush a few beers and uh, watch some NBA as well. Hey, because, sure. Kyle, you called me out when you did the ad read yesterday. <laughs> I keep I keep saying that the midway point of the NBA season is here. And you're right. It's not the midway point. Like, I shouldn't be reading these ads verbatim. Yeah. It is the playoff push. The playoff push in the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored and threes drained. Now, Kyle, you didn't want to talk about my Trailblazers yesterday. And, and fair enough, there's there's some notes out that playoff picture. You know, I would love to see a little Golden State versus Sacramento mm-hmm. uh, at some point in the playoffs, a little California matchup. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'd be putting down some money on both those teams. And if I do that with FanDuel, it lets me combine those bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Yeah, if you choose to bet on sports, do so responsibly. And if you choose to do so again, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you peace and love and well wishes. Go win some money. Make your life a little more stress free. You're listening and watching Locked On Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Uh, again, man, it's nice to see you again. I feel more comfortable, feel feel at ease here, you know? 
Uh, a little nervous yesterday. It is what it is. But you brought the heat, and you, you always bring the heat. And even when you're not there, you're bringing the notes. And I appreciate that, man. I really do. No, 100%, man. And, uh, you know, I took some time to spend with the family yesterday. I had nieces and nephews in town from from beautiful Edmonton. Shout out Edmonton. I don't know if I've ever said that before, but uh, you know, I love my family. So I'll Ugh. give them a shout out this one time. Uh, I'm trying to convert them all over the Canucks, even though, you know, cheering for the Oilers might be a better thing to do right now. But yeah. we'll just, you know, just ignore that because you're not converting yeah, anyone to Canucks fans right now. Let's not there's, do, let's no, not do that. there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Even if you like, oh, we yeah, got Patterson, uh, you know, there's there's about 1,400 point players. It's just hard. You know, you got to like really connect wins into this equation. Any, anywho, continue. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think in segment two here, I had, I had Trevor's notes, and uh, they were going to be presented by Kyle. Do you still want to? Of course, still want to present my man, notes, buddy. I do want to present the notes, and let's let's run the clip again. This is Trevor's notes on Locked On Canucks, brought brought to you or presented to you by Kyle. Thank you, thank you, Trevor, for these notes. Uh, okay, let's talk about Akito. Hi, Rose. Am I saying that name right? I think it's Hirozi. Hirozi. Uh, okay, Kido so there Hirozi. you go. There yeah. you go. You got it. Come on, Trevor. Up it. Up it with the notes. Put the. You know. Put the pronunciation symbols. Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, what a. What an interesting deal he signs. I think he was only eligible to sign that deal, that one-year deal. Uh, I think he's going to get some games with the Canucks. A real tryout. A real tryout. Maybe they do have something on the back end too. Like, yo, don't worry. At the end of the season, we'll give you that two-way deal. You'll play with the Aperture Canucks. You'll be a pro. Uh, what have you heard from the dude? And yeah, uh, well, this is this is it. When I first heard this, and again, Trevor's the guy here, right? The the hockey guy. I was like, yo, are the Canucks really trying to tank now? Like, are they really buying into the tank? They're just gonna bring in players from college, like one one year deals. Yeah, we'll give you an NHL check. Just like run that one year in the last ten games. Uh, who who is this guy? Yeah, it's funny. So uh, a coworker at the office this morning, he he knows that I'm pretty dialed into this team, and I'm doing the podcast here on Lockdown Canucks. So he asked me about Akito Hirose, and I'm like, I, I need to dive into some some tape on this guy. I have not really watched him. So I watched a bit of tape on him before recording today, and uh, he he's a slippery dude. Slippery. Like he, the way he, he kind of spins at the blue line and spins along the boards does remind me a bit of Quinn Hughes, you know. And I know Quinn Hughes is the standard for everyone in terms of just dancing around and using that edge work, but Akito Hirose has that. He's... Uh, he's a great playmaker. He's a great edge work from what I've seen. Um, I think one of the main concerns with him is that, you know, he's six foot, 170 pounds and he's 23 years old. Like, can he handle the physical grind of being a wow. full-time NHL or even AHL defenseman? Um, wow, you know, but aside Trevor. from that, he's posted points at nearly a point per game rate over the past couple seasons in the NCAA. So just excited to see, you know, what he looks like at the NHL level. Um, it is worth noting, and you know, you can uh, you know, poo-poo on me for being a Debbie Downer, but we've seen the likes of guys like Josh Tevez and Brogan Rafferty come uh, in yeah, uh, in similar go. situations over the past couple of years. So there you, go. you know, everyone was pretty excited about Brogan Rafferty for a time there, and then uh, and then that just didn't work out at all. So uh, excited okay. to see him, but uh, kind of like what, what we said with Aiden McDonough a couple weeks ago on Lockdown Canucks, pump the brakes and uh, temper those expectations. Trevor Bags, you know, he just he just always out here. Calling people out, you know, taking shots, you know, ending careers before they even start. That's tre- that should be Trevor Beggs' tagline. Unbelievable, man. Hey, congratulations on signing the deal. That's kind of cool, man, for real. Again, ob- obscure type of contract, and it's it's kind of like the situation where your life switches in an instant. And I, I, I I'm I'm proud of him, yo, for real. It's, it's it's cool. Now I can't really dive too much into the ability because, again, 
Didn't really watch much of him. And I'm just looking at Trevor's notes right now. Speaking of which, let's talk about Pride Night and the Canucks, man. Uh, a drag show right before the game starts. Am I, am I hearing that right? They're going, they're going all in. They're going all in here. Yeah, drag show in the plaza. I think there's a performance <laughs> by Queer as Funk. And uh, team announcer going to wear the jerseys and warm up. And Quinn Hughes just said, you know, we've done it every year since I've been here and looking forward to doing it again. So, you know, at, at this juncture, it seems like they're doing all the right things, which is kind of a breath of fresh air over <laughs> based on what's transpired over the past couple of months here. So I uh, hope it all goes smoothly. And uh, yeah, I almost wish I was in the building for it, man. But, uh, you know, my, my part time, my part time gig covering the Canucks in the building is done for the season. So yeah, uh, it's all it's all on Rob Williams Daily Hive. Shout out Rob, and uh, yeah, so I'll be watching this one on TV. But it should be a fun night, and uh, hope it all works out uh, without controversy. <laughs> oh, dude, not, it's it's only gonna be love. It's only gonna be love, yo. I've been invited to a, a couple drag shows in this thing called my life. I've I've been busy both times. I think I've declined once too. Uh, I've I've uh. I've always been a little a little interested in, you know, the the theater of it and I feel as if the people who really really love that type of entertainment always talk so highly about highly about it because of its of its history. Yeah, you know, this has been around this has been around forever and this is like original theater. I don't know. There's a there's a lot of people that are going to be introduced to it or maybe a lot of people that have been to it that are going to see it at the plaza again. And again, it's going to be a lot of love in there. You got to lead with love. It's not even that deep. It's got to lead with love. Embrace that stuff. Be grateful for the human beings around us, the nice ones around us. Let's support them. Yeah, let's just let's just have a good time together. It begs you. Is it deep? It's not. It's not effing deep. For real. For real. No. no. Just lead with love, buddy. I like lead that. with love. I like lead that with love. And, Why uh, not? Trevor's notes. Uh, not that deep today. Only a couple points. Right. We got to get through this. Tyler Myers, his resurgence. Don't do this, man. Woo-hoo. This guy's. This guy's. You know, all these rookies coming in, signing college deals. You know. Having their dreams come true. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to. Good luck, buddy. Good luck. Take a lot of photos. <laughs> Make sure your parents get tickets, buddy, because this ain't going to happen again. That's Begsy, you know, most of the time. And now he's like, yeah, Tyler Myers, just come back next year, man. You know what? You got one year left on the deal after after this season. We can extend you this summer. Let's come on, man. Let's three-year deal. Why not, man? Oh, 16. right. The Tyler, Myer- Tyler <laughs> Myers is eligible for an extension this summer. Yeah, great point, Kyle. Great point. Yeah, it's, uh, that's something the Canucks should jump all over. Nah, nah, nah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm trolling a bit with this one, but uh, he's had a couple of moments this month where he's really shown off more playmaking skills than, than I thought he had. Like, he was looking like a younger Tyler Myers for sure. <laughs> uh, but on uh, the 5-4 goal that Andre Kuzmenko scored against St. Louis on Tuesday, Tyler Myers and Elias Patterson were part of a great give-and-go. Um, and then Tyler Myers set up Connor Garland uh, against the San Jose Sharks about a week and a half ago for a beautiful backdoor tap and so... Just a couple of plays from Tyler Myers this month where I've been like, yo, is this guy just feeling the heat Dude, now that Philip Brodick's in man. town? That wasn't the you know, Sharks. That wasn't okay, the San Jose Sharks, man. That was Jim, the Barracudas, man. Let's be real, man. Sh- sh- Jim Rutherford just mentioned, name-dropped, two right-shot defensemen in his letter, Ethan yeah. Bear and Philip Peronik. And Tyler Myers, who's been a top-four defenseman pretty much <laughs> since he came into the NHL like 27 years ago, it feels like. You know, now he's going like, oh, shoot, am I, am I like, do I even have a roster spot next season? <laughs> I mean, based on the oh, contract, dude. you know, he's probably going to play for the Canucks. He's probably going to play for the Canucks in the third pairing role, which is exactly where he should be if he's going to be on this team at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I got the sense over these last couple of weeks now that Heronics arrived that Myers has stepped up his game just a little bit, and he's he's feeling that heat. He's feeling that heat, Kyle. Feeling the heat and enjoying uh, AHL competition and doing the most to pick up those points. The resurgence, right? 
My God. My God, man. Okay, that was Trevor's Notes brought to you by Kyle. You're listening to Locked On Canucks. Trevor Beggs, who, who are we talking about next year? You're back on Locked On Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button and follow us wherever you stream your podcast. My favorite part of the show. I don't know if it's Begsy's favorite part of the show. Again, you know, family first, not fan first. I do this for you. We got to go to Comic Corner. And what do we got here? What do we got here? We got, uh, oh, Cash McGregor. Yeah, an OG, an OG fan. I hope he's back next year. He's talking about Brock Besser. And then he was alluding to the fact that, you know, he brought back excitement all those years ago. What, nine years ago, Brock Besser was doing it. Uh, do you, do you uh, again, I think it's such a, it's kind of like a dumb question to ask because he does have a hard contract to move. There's a really good chance that he's going to be around. Where where does he have to line up at the start of next season? Who Who's he playing with? He's got to be a top six winger, and I've said it before. I think he should be playing with Elias Pettersson, um, but he's probably going to be playing with JT Miller. That's, uh, and do you yeah, see that working? I think it would work better if it was Pedersen, Kuzmenko, and Besser on that first line, you know. Uh, I think there's too much skill in that line to handle, especially if you have Besser as best. And it just gives Besser another puck, like two puck distributors on that line. I know Besser's turned into a bit more of a playmaker himself, but between all three of those guys, they're they're great shooters, they're great playmakers. Um, I think Besser could rediscover a bit more of a scoring touch, get more out of him playing with Kuzmenko and and, uh, Pedersen. You know, with, with Miller, I'd love to see more of like those kind of tenacious mm-hmm. uh, forwards of skill in that line. Like Pod Coles and the Miller would be great if Pod Coles could hit his potential. I actually like Garland there too. I like Bolivier there. Um, but yeah, I, I think Besser, the best place to put him is alongside Elias Patterson. Said that a couple weeks ago in Lockdown Canucks. Feel free to go check out that episode. A couple weeks later, I have not backed down on that take. I, I think you keep doubling down on it because you feel as if that's where he's most useful. And if he's playing with Miller there's not a there's not the best chance that he pulls through and then if he's on your third line it's like dude that's that's not yeah, and he spent way too much season really on the, the third case. line that's not really the case okay what's the next comment here we got G Ellis Brock is slow soft and invisible in most games he's the master of second assist and empty netters you know there there is a lot of moments in the Canucks season where you don't notice Brock but he picks up points i'm going to i'm going to say that's not the worst thing in the world it's not the worst. I know it's maybe like secondary assists. I know he's saying empty netters. I don't know if all that is true. He's just, you need guys like that. I think I mentioned way back when, not based on the way they played, but based on their impact, I felt as if Besser could reach like that Phil Kessel level, like where it's like, yo, this guy just like, he's so smart. He knows where to distribute the puck. He's strong along. He just gets points. He's just one of those players. Uh, again, I don't think the invisibility is the worst thing. I think it's, more hurting again because of the fact he makes so much money he's not a seven million dollar guy i think it's pretty pretty clear to say that brock pastor is not that guy yeah and here's the thing if you know again brock Pastor has looked invisible for a lot of the season but part of that is because he's not scoring the same amount of goals Mm -hmm. and you know his playmaking is arguably at an all-time high like i just pulled it up right now in terms of primary assist at even strength Besser's registered the most primary assists at even strength mm-hmm. uh, in his career on a per 60 basis. 0.87 assists per 60, primary assists per 60. Yeah. So again, that Nerd. playmaking part of his game is, is more evident. Yeah. Um, like, I have not liked his game for most of the season, but I think the best way is if you want to trade Besser or if you want to get the most out of Besser, play him with Pedersen. That's the best way to juice his stats. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to trade him or keep him, put him with the Canucks' two best players 
and let him flourish. Or juice his mojo. I know we are pretty 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 much out of time here. Begsy got to go. You know, he's got this meeting room. It's like $100 an hour. You know, come on, man. We do a lot for Locked on Canucks. Let's be real. I want to hit you with one more question, though, and if you can answer it in 45 seconds, answer it if you can't. Just, you know, end off the show like you do. The only way Begsy can. I said it yesterday, and you mentioned Rick Tockett sticking around, training with the boys possibly on some sort of off-season regimen, you know? Is that actually going to happen? And don't you think that should happen for a team that has a lot of moving parts and a team that year after year after year isn't really playing a lot of hockey in May and April? Don't you think things got to be a little different when it comes to how this team gets together when the regular season is over? I feel as if the off-season training and the camaraderie has to start earlier. I, I get, this is so football, but I feel like it has to happen here for October and November to actually work out for this team. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, that's exactly what Rick Tockett has said, is that he wants to be involved in the off-season training regimens of most players on the team. Uh, and he hasn't said exactly what that looks like, but he just says he wants to be involved. So didn't say he'd be pumping weights with them, but definitely wants to check in on all the Canucks. And, you know, based on how they started training camp last year, which is we've heard multiple times was not a good training camp. Mm -hmm. You know, these guys need to be locked and loaded and in shape and ready to go because, you know, there's expectations next year. And uh, it's one thing to have expectations when you're the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Boston Bruins. It's another to have expectations when you're a bottom 10 team in the Vancouver Canucks. So these guys don't rise the standings. They better be ready to rock and roll. Holy so we got to thank Rick Tockett for keeping these guys. We got to thank Rick Tockett. They got to send that speech guys. over. They got to send that speech over to the boys, man. Play it, <laughs> play it on Friday, man. Holy, bro, that was oh, man. that was intense. I got hey. motivated. Okay, man. Okay, do you think, all man? Got, all I got to say is thank you, Rick Tockett. You know, keep the boys in line, and we thank you for listening to this episode of Locked On Canucks, your team every day now make your second listen game to game locked on nhl every moment every performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across locked on nhl with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on nhl available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts i gotta get out of here i gotta go it's trevor beggs he's got bowen and we thank you for listening to locked on canucks your locked on canucks your daily podcast on the vancouver canucks Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.